He was one of the best all-purpose backs the game of football has ever seen. And he's an all-around great guy. Michael Pinball Clemens, Joe Tilly's great Canadian sports show. Coming up! Our guest today was born in Dunedin, Florida, now calls Toronto home. He started at William. He started William and Mary College. He was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. He played for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. He played for the Toronto Argos from 1989 to 2000. He was a three-time All-Star. 1990 CFL Most Outstanding Player. He holds a CFL record for combined yards with 25,438. He is a three-time Grey Cup champ as a player, a four-time Grey Cup champ as a coach or executive. He had his number 31 retired by the Argos. He is a member of the Order of Ontario. He is a member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. He is a member of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. He is a current Argos general manager. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Pinball Clements. Pinball. Joe, how are you? I love love your energy. Love your energy. And uh, <laughs> you missed one. You missed the most important one. What's that? I'm the husband of I'm the husband of Diane and the father of Rachel Raven and Riley. Uh, all the rest right. are frivolous. Yeah, the stuff. The, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Well, you know, uh, Mike, I know family is very important to you. So I want to start right at the beginning. Talk about growing up in Dunedin and with uh, with a single mother, and talk about the influence that your mother had on your life and career and everything. Well, well, growing up in little Dunedin, Florida, now we, we know it, of course, as the uh, spring home of our Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, but, and so with that, I was a Blue Jays fan before I ever knew anything about the Argonauts. But uh, uh, in saying that, my mom was such a tremendous example in my life. And, and uh, uh, she really, um, when we, we talk about being a single parent uh, originally in, in the projects as well, um, we, we kind of think of this somber thing, but no, there was so much energy in our household. Uh, my mom uh, was um, just uh, really committed to making sure that education was the priority in our home. Uh, and uh, so uh, school went uh, really well alongside of that. Sport went well. And um, I, I really didn't have a challenging upbringing. My dad actually gets the short part of this story as well. Uh, because he was a school teacher. And, and uh, so uh, he and, and my mom didn't marry, but he paid for a course uh, with that, for my mom uh, that was an admin course. And she actually was the first person of color to work at an administrative position for the city of Dunedin. And uh, so, so with that, um, yeah, life gives us a lot of stuff and, and you know, things might've been easier, you know, if you have the, you know, mom and dad at home, but, but uh, in, in a lot of ways, I think um, it, it also is part of my success, right? So uh, I'm very encouraged on, on, on both behalves, but my mom is truly my hero. She was there in every format. Uh, sport came easy, but the difference was, is, is uh, she said education first. And so uh, for that matter, then um, 
I, I uh, was was always one of the top students in the class, and 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 so uh, she 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 made uh, as she made life as easy as it could have been given the situation we were in. Right, and and here's a quote, uh, Michael Pinball. Clement's quote uh, that uh, I'm sure that your mom had something to do with this. Circumstances yeah. are responsible for who you are, but you are responsible for who you become. Uh, what does that statement uh, signify to you? Um, well, what it means to me is, is circumstances that you go through in life, that, that those, those impact who you are. Right. Um, uh, but but when we when we actually get into that, so when your circumstances are, but, but you are responsible. Right. You do mm-hmm. have control mm-hmm. over this life. Right. You, you do have an impact. You have the final say. It, it's, it's not what people say about you. Uh, it, it is it is not the situation or circumstance you you're in. It's actually what you do with that that makes the tangible difference. And, and, and so as we are active. Uh, in, in our life, in our direction, and where we want to go, I did a lot of um, little, you know, planning kind of things, right? Uh, um, I, I showed, you know, I kind of did this business plan that that if I wasn't able to go to university, uh, that I could be further ahead with uh, a lawn service than going to to uh, school. And of course, in four years, yes, because the you know. The other person is paying for school and 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 you're working. But I showed not only in five, uh, four years, but in eight years and in 10 years, I could still be ahead of someone who went to university. Uh, and and that process went on. I won't you know kind of bore you with details, but but we did that um, right through you know our career and talking in in terms of planning and being active, uh, having an active part of your success and and, and and being more intentional about your direction and where you're going and what you're doing. So uh, school, obviously important as your mother instilled in you. How did you end up at William and Mary? Uh, I ended up at William and Mary because uh, I was five, five. Uh, I I made what was, uh, I was the most valuable player uh, in the County that I played in my senior year. And uh, so I was a player of the year in that area. And, and then not only that, uh, I was a first team all state player. And, and uh, so this usually if you're a first team all state player in Florida in the biggest division in Florida, it means that you can go to any school that you want to. Right. Uh, that's the you know, that's the kind of football that that Florida plays uh, unless you're five, five and uh, 155 pounds with nickels in your pockets. Right. And so so with that, um, I, I didn't get an invite from the from the, the big schools. I did have a few other schools uh, that were involved. But but my um, decision came back to my mom with the academia first. Uh, so. So given academia first, I, I, uh, my choices were Harvard, Columbia, and uh, the College of William and Mary. And I chose William and Mary because they're the only one of those three that actually give scholarships. So um, the other two Ivy League schools, and so they don't actually do scholarships. It's a different process there. And so uh, to make it uh, the easiest on the family, uh, it made sense that... Um, uh, I, I went to William and Mary on a full scholarship and, and, uh, and, you know, um, with that, it, it was a tremendous choice. Uh, I, I, 
my degrees in economics and and I actually uh, got an internship just because I went to William and Mary. The name William and Mary, uh, you know, for those who are in academia, is the second oldest school behind Harvard. And and so with that, just just um, you know, my mom saying that to someone actually got me an opportunity to work at a company called Honeywell uh, down in, in uh, what, what was uh, St. Petersburg, uh, Florida there. And so I, I went and, and I worked at Honeywell. The first year I worked on uh, the hand and flight control for the space shuttle. And the next two years, I worked wow. on an unmanned space vehicle called Space Shuttle Centaur. And, and so that's actually what I was going to do. So uh, they were actually going to pay for my MBA and, uh, and I was going to give them my youth. And, and so that's where I was. That's, where I th- that's what I thought I was going. Part of that visioning is kind of what I had written down. That was the direction that I thought I was going to go. Uh, but I ended up getting drafted by this team called the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and uh, yeah. I just Decided may, maybe I should give it a chance, <laughs> and I did make the right. team that first year. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no to a to an offer from from uh, NFL Pro Football. So uh, at yeah. William and Mary, four thousand seven hundred seventy eight yards total, thirty one touchdowns. We saw a brief picture of you playing soccer as well. So you, <laughs> you played soccer, William and Mary as well. Did you play much soccer? Uh, I, I didn't put, so I, I was so invested into uh, going, even though I went to the combine, I really didn't think about it. Like I'm five, five and 160 pounds by then. Right. And so right. Uh, I'm not going to get drafted that, you know, so I went to the combine, but I, I actually um, had one more semester uh, to finish school uh, because I took one less class during uh, the uh, during the football season. So instead of five classes, I took four classes uh, just to kind of, you know, give me the, make sure that it, you do well and, and are, you know, um, showing up to all your classes. And so with that, I had one more semester to go. And so that last semester, I was going to come back and play soccer. And so I went um, and played because they, their seasons are the same. So we, their fall season. And uh, so, but that spring, after my senior year, after I played football, went to the combine, I actually worked out with the soccer team and we went to um, uh, Jamaica. Um, and uh, we were, uh, I think, 3-0-1. Oh, we played four games and we won three, tied one. And that was the leading scorer, actually, in, in <sighs> that game and, and or in that little. So so that soccer was sort of, you know, the other sport Um and uh, you know, I played basketball, baseball, all all the you know the other normal stuff, but but football and soccer were my two best sports. Well, you maybe could have been the next Leo Messi, who knows? But uh, the first Leo Messi. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you, you, know, you had an opportunity to go to Harvard. You know, you're working on on space equipment. I mean, uh, we knew you were a smart guy. I just didn't realize how smart you 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 really were. That's that's phenomenal. And and with the turns your your career could have gone, uh, sounds pretty awesome. You know. So I want to talk about your your NFL uh, career. So you're. Five five, as you mentioned, with the uh, one sixty, with a lot of nickels in your pocket, and then uh, so you spent some time. You drafted by the Chiefs, spent a little bit of time in, in Tampa. Summarize your your NFL experience for us. Uh, you know, my my NFL experience uh, really um, 
started off uh, really hot. I came into to, uh, the, the training camp, um, which was the mini camp, and I really didn't know what to expect. And, and, and right away, um, I was able to differentiate myself in terms of, you know, a guy uh, running back with really good hands and, and being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and, and, uh, and really create separation uh, from the linebackers. And so that was the first thought. And then in the return game, I, I'd, uh, I'd only done kickoffs in university, had, had, didn't do punt returns, but, but uh, uh, they wanted me to get out there to do that as well. And, and so some of the, the little specialty kind of things worked out. I never actually got uh, integrally involved in the offense itself, other than being a, a third down, a passing down running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, right away it started hot and, uh, and then uh, we, um, it was the last year, um, that we had a strike. So after the first game we played, we went on strike. And so, uh, I think we were away for four games or something like that before things got settled. And, and then we came back and, and, uh, and the day before, um, our, we were traveling to play against the Raiders, uh, it, it was in practice. It's kind of a, you know, a tight practice. You're just we- wearing, uh, shoulder pads, uh, you know, no pants. And, uh, um, I got a deep, I, one of, one of the linebackers knee hit me in the thigh and, um, yeah, I had this, this massive thigh bruise, my, my leg, my, my, I guess my thigh, that area was bleeding on the inside. And, and, uh, and that caused me to be out uh, for about eight games. And, and so uh, it was a challenge, or maybe it was four mm-hmm. games, because I think we, we were out for, uh, I played a total of eight games, uh, I guess it was. But uh, um, yeah, it, it was, the beginning started off really strong, and it just kind of tailed off a little bit. And then the following year, they brought me back. I was in the best shape of my life. And, uh, you know, I was running, doing all of that crazy stuff. And um, I, I actually, we, we had a practice and then after practice, I went and uh, this was, this was uh, the, uh, the, the uh, when you come to the mini camp. So we're in mini camp, we practice, we did that all day long, then it worked out after practice. And then we went back to uh, the place we were staying in and, and uh, I, I, we were playing racquetball and I pulled my hamstring. Mm. And, and so mm. now I get hurt the one year and I come back again and I get hurt again. Uh, that means little guy, you're probably too yeah. small for this game. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah. And, and yeah. so uh, where they, they weren't little guy injuries, right? It's, it's a guy who right. knees me in the thigh on the, on the walkthrough day, on the day before day. Uh, and, and the other, you know, part was a, a hamstring, right? And so it wasn't, a, right. these weren't physical challenges, uh, you know, uh, in terms of size, but, but, um, certainly in that game, there, are, there are a lot of guys, uh, that are, are looking and waiting and they say the best ability is availability. I wasn't available. So, um, after I got, I, I came back to the main camp, they, they made sure I was healthy and, and then I was released. But then I got a chance to go to Tampa Bay, right? Right down where right. I'm from. And uh, yeah, that, that part didn't work out. I was only there two weeks as well. And, uh, and with that, I, I thought that my career would probably be over at that point. And uh, uh-huh. um, 
Yeah. So, so um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there because I don't know where you want to take us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just want to say that the NFL's lost. The, you know, the, the the Chiefs lost. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost. Was F definitely our game? Canada's game. The CFL's game. The Argos game because uh, it gave you an opportunity. Even though at the time, I'm sure it would seem devastating. You know, getting getting an opportunity to play in the NFL, doing really well, getting the injuries, playing racquetball, getting another injury. And, and But now you're coming with an opportunity to play in the CFL. Uh, what brought you to Toronto? What made you decide that this is what I want to want? I'll give the CFL a shot. So um, I, I guess before I say that, um, you know, when, when I was cut, I, I wasn't mad that it was over. I was glad that it happened. And so I yeah. uh, went back to Honeywell, and uh, so they they hired me, mm-hmm. and uh, I was working there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and I still had those. Um, I had it was two classes. I had two classes to to um, uh, finish. Well, I took two classes because one didn't. See, I only had one class to finish, but but it didn't. Yeah, it, it was a waste of time. So I, I I said, hey, listen, I'll take another class. So I took those last two classes. Um, and so I came back in, yeah, um, to, uh, I worked at Honeywell, uh, until, uh, during that fall that I got released and, um, the, the, I went back, uh, for the winter session of school and, and I got the offer to come to play and, uh, um, and they called and I really wasn't sure. I was like, should I, you know, that Honeywell yeah. has been really good to me and they waited and, and, uh, you know, should I, and my mom says, listen, son, you're going to work the rest of your life. Go, go ahead, take the chance. And and so she was the one who had the final say. She encouraged me to come and, and uh, you know, it was great. Had a great first year. I got a nickname the second year. I was the MVP of the league and I had a chance to go back to the NFL. I decided not to. I said, I, I probably wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for the Canadian Football League. And, and, uh, and the third year we won the championship. It seemed easy at this point. Point. And uh, then we had a couple of years uh, correcting our course before we got back to the championship game again. Well, I want to go back to that that debut, uh, first CFL mm-hmm. game back in 1989 against Edmonton. This is the opening kick of the game. Uh, you're going to get ah! the Argos great field position. Uh, they kind of stopped kicking in your direction after a short period of time. Didn't look at this, spinning off tackles and <laughs> bouncing away. I can see why, why you got the nickname. Tell us how you got the nickname, Pinball. Uh, so, um, Bob Obilovich was our head coach uh, of that team, and he um, uh, he actually uh, made the statement to the media that we have this new guy that bounces around like a pinball and it's stuck. What happened is we had a scrimmage. And in this particular scrimmage, it was a defensive emphasis. So if it's a defensive emphasis, all the rookies, all the young guys are, are doing the offense, right? So uh, um, and so this was a goal line scrimmage, that last yard, right? And so they, they were practice stopping the team for that last yard. Well, just like it's supposed to happen, I got the ball and I got hit, but I didn't fall down. I ran around the, the end and I scored. And this is a good thing, except that he's not concerned about these young rookies over here. He's concerned about his defense. So he gets mad. He says, do it again. 
Now, this is the worst <laughs> thing you can do as a young guy. Everybody knows what's, what, what the play is, what's happening, where it's going to go. And you are going to get creamed, right? You, you're going to get creamed. Yeah. So, so uh, as happens, right, the quarterback is, is handing me the ball. And as I'm getting the ball, I'm getting hit almost simultaneously. So I got the ball and boom, I got hit. But I didn't fall down again. I ran around the other end and I scored again. He says, you little guy, get out of my drill. And uh, I never had to run that scout team again. And he says that, uh, he said to the media, we have this do guy that bounces around like a pinball and it stuck. Well, that was awesome. So it was Obi. Great, great. Yes, yes. Okay, so, yeah. So we have an interview uh, that you did at halftime with that, uh, that first game that you played with Scott Oak. Uh, Let's have a listen to that, Vic. Roll that. This game was only seconds old when the pinball had the Sky Dome crowd on its feet. With a, a spectacular kickoff return on the game's opening kickoff, he did fumble, but we saw the pinball effect. Uh, the name pinball is appropriate. Do you agree? Well, whatever fits. Um, you know, we're just out here to really play ball. These guys are real tough, real tough competition. They've been playing well. We've gotten a break so far and hope it continues. Quickly, they list you as 5'6". Are you that tall? Not really. 5'5", five, 5'4 five, five, and a half. <laughs> Five, five and a half on a good day. Thanks, Mike. Good luck in the CFL. Don, well, if he continues to run the way he did in that first half, he will be around the CFL for a while. Well, that was uh, a great prediction by Don Whitman, and it, very, very, it turned out to be very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking back, it's... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he, he was... Uh, uh, Foreshadowing, I guess. Yes. So he, he yes, did a great uh, job of. of uh, mm-hmm. Now, you realize, I'm sure, right from the beginning, that you're pretty well suited for the Canadian game. We have some vintage Clemens uh, here. This is the punt return. Uh, now, you mentioned you you didn't even return punts Clemens in college, up, but you're going to take this one to the house. And and and, it's, uh, and here's more vintage pinball. But look at the wheels on this guy. I mean, uh, your short term bursts were were unbelievable is that something you worked on uh you know that that was actually what came natural what was not natural is the last 50 yards right the first 50 yards were were good for me the last 50 right uh I, I, if I was, if I had gizmo speed, I'd have had a few more touchdowns because, right. uh, you know, I, I was, I was good at getting out there, but, uh, yes. Yeah, so, but uh, I was like a motocross bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. At the end you go, oh, well, yeah. just pedal, pedal, pedal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you and Henry Gizmo Williams, uh, what, what a lot of fun that was watching you two guys around, around the same time, Gizmo a little bit before you, but well, you guys provided mm-hmm. such, such fun, but it wasn't just punts and kicks for you. You also got it done as a running back uh you know you caught passes you 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 you, uh you were a terrific running back uh we got some uh a video of you doing a couple of touchdowns here against baltimore uh they were a pretty good team back in the day uh what what did you think about that u.s expansion experiment back in back in the day Uh, you know i uh i think it was something uh that uh, really brought light uh, at some level to the competition in in the game and and the fun of of the game. When you um, when you look at Baltimore, they probably received their NFL franchise because of the success of the Baltimore CFL team. Uh, 
and, and so when you when you look at that and and the kind of um uh, commitment that their fans, I mean, they, they were selling out every game, uh, 30,000, I think was the, the stadium, a uh, little over 30,000 a game. And, and, uh, and, and so, uh, that, that level of commitment, uh, uh, the passion that they had actually is the reason I believe that they have their football team there, there today. And when you, when you look at the experience itself, um, uh, it, uh, it, it, it didn't you know last long enough right but i think some some mm-hmm. real inroads were made uh some people got exposed to canadian football um you know mm-hmm. we we don't know what our our path is uh for tomorrow you know we we are we're doing the global experience um but in terms of a nine team league i think one of the things that that uh um uh our fan base is is curious about is whether or not uh we'll able uh will will we grow and and the tenth team uh seems like it will happen um uh sooner or later the 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 question then is is can you get to twelve in canada that's something that we have have uh mused as well um but if not right um is is there an opportunity uh that that may see us grow in a different way and so um uh we've got a, a just a wonderful uh league now we're we're we celebrating our going into our 150th anniversary uh later this year it, it's it's just phenomenal uh, i believe it's the best brand of football on the face of the earth and uh but um I think there is some visioning about what tomorrow might look like. Yeah, and I think uh, I think uh, an East Coast franchise would be exceptionally successful. I really do, I, and that would you know give us ten teams for now, and which would which would be great. So you you mentioned the nineteen ninety was a pretty good second year for you. you racked up thirty three hundred all purpose yards, and that led to this. Let's roll that, Vic. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Michael Clemens. So there you are, your second year in the league, and you win the most outstanding player award. And your mom's right beside you, taking pictures, and, and really eating up the moment. Aren't you glad you listened to her and took the chance and moving up to Canada? I, I am, but but uh, uh, somebody should have told me to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> your, your mom probably did, but that's one time you didn't listen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, my little sister, I saw right right behind her there, and so that was an amazing uh, night to be able to, you know, to have both of them uh, there. Um, you know, grew up in so so uh, tightly knit, right? Uh, and so it was, uh, yeah, just a. Uh, uh, me the greater joy was uh for her to to be there to 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 celebrate that because you know one of the misgivings um of of my career is playing so far away from her right so uh she's already mm-hmm. been up once this year and and uh um and she'll be back up again but but she doesn't get a chance to see every but she they watch every game right so uh uh it's 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 right. awesome still today she's uh such a great support and a big fan and and uh i 
yeah, I, I couldn't be more fortunate. Yeah, the Argos are a popular team in South Florida. Your first great cup win, 1991, John Candy, Gretzky, Rocket. We had Coach Adam Rita on the show a few weeks ago. He talked about the celebration after that cup win. You drew about oh, 50,000 people for the Eastern Final. And there had to be several hundred thousand that showed up for the parade and the celebration uh, up to Nathan Phillips Square. Uh, what did it feel like to, to win, win the Grey Cup and have that kind of support? Hey, I'm a I'm a, just a country boy from a little island of the Pacific. <laughs> this was unbelievable. It was uh, probably one of the biggest highlights of my life, probably. That was it. I mean, the people were unbelievable. And I remember the great cup we won in BC. That was kind of scary because the crowd just mobbed us. But in this case, it was pretty well controlled. But the, probably the greatest moment for all our lives at the time. And I'm glad that Toronto got to enjoy it as much as we did because the win was really for the city of Toronto and the CFL. And those fans showed up and we had a blast. It was uh, the guys. Wouldn't get off the stage. I mean, <laughs> 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 look at these guys. Look at, I mean, yeah. they had a blast. We had Donnie Wilson. There's DK Smith. Rest in peace. So, what do you think? Of what uh, when you look back at those days, and and uh, how much fun was it? Oh, it was absolutely uh, the 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 team had so many great characters, right? Um, you know, you you uh, everybody I think goes to Donnie Wilson first, right? We, we his nickname was Blicka, mm -hmm. and uh, um, he was just he, he, impulsively on, on the mat. We say, "Go, Donnie, go!" and he just start dancing. And, and uh -huh. Rocket, though, of course, is the biggest personality yeah. that we have, and and. He is equally as engaging when, when, you know, you know, people may have thought that he was a little bit more reclusive, but, but just a, just a big, a huge personality. He's actually coming back to the 150th anniversary this year. So we're really excited wow. about that. And then you have, uh, um, all of these other guys, when you, when you think of, uh, of, of, uh, Chris Schultz, you know, Schultz was on that team mm -hmm. and his personality and Dan Ferroni and his personality. Um, uh, th there were just so many guys on that team. Uh, Daryl K. Smith, uh, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, the other guy uh, who uh, uh, often uh, brought us uh, great entertainment uh, on, on that team. <laughs> yeah, who we, we and the, the it was just it was so crazy. We had so many wonderful. Chris Gaines was was our middle linebacker and and uh, uh, from Tennessee. And he had the Tennessee Carl twins. Braisley. Carl Bray. Yes, did, did he was yeah. Carl, Carl was the guy who was always uh, the storyteller. Right. Uh, yeah. And and uh, yeah, it was it was just compelling. And uh, he he had all of these little things that he would uh, he he'd do. A car would make up all these almost kind of skits uh, that he would go through. And it, yeah, it was just um, the most. Yeah. The, the biggest personalities of any team I've ever been on. So you also rose to the occasion on uh, many times, you know, on the biggest stage. And we want to talk about the 1996 opening kickoff of the Eastern final. 
you're facing the rival tie cats. Uh, here you go. The opening kickoff now taken by the pinball. I don't know why they try to kick your side. Anyway, you find the hole. Look, look at these jets. You're going to take this all the way to the house. What a start. Uh, you would win the game, of course, and you'd go on to win the, the uh, 84th Great Cup title the following week over Edmonton. Would you say that was one of your finer moments? Uh, you know, it, it was it was what, certainly one of the funner, if that's a word, <laughs> mm-hmm. moments. Uh, yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I when I when I think of you know moments, uh, they're bigger than your play, right? Um, you know the great moments. You know was the parade that we saw that ninety one mm-hmm. parade. It 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 was um, you know those those big games, those important games we won. Not necessarily the plays that I made. But the games we won, the the events, those 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 different things. Um, I don't I don't think of when I when I think of the greatest moments. I don't think of the plays I made. I think of the people I was with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, that's mm-hmm. that, that's what makes it a team game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you you set twelve. You sent you you uh, set twelve team records uh, and and one league record that probably won't ever be broken. Twenty five thousand four hundred thirty eight total yards. For your career, is that when it comes to records? Is that the one you're most proud of? Would you say? Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't. You know, you, 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 you speak to them because you know people ask you about you know sort of your career and and what took place, and so you speak to those things. Um, but again. Um, the personal things aren't the things that give you the greatest reward. It almost seems uh, a bit artificial or um, I, I'm maybe not struggling for the right word because uh, not one yard I ran, I did on my own, right? Uh, every mm-hmm. time I went out there, mm-hmm. there were 11 other guys that were working and many times they were working harder than me. Right. You know, guys that are blocking guys that are 250, 300 pounds sometimes. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so so with that. Right. um, uh, Yes, these are the the numbers that were attributed to my name. uh, But I I completely understand that I couldn't have done it by myself. Yeah. You know, that's been very clear and evident your entire career. I mean, your humility is awesome. And, and you know, uh, so mm-hmm. many people could learn from that. You, we just saw your number thirty-one was retired. A few years, uh, you know, later, uh, you were inducted into the sport, Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. And of course, you gave the credit to your teammates and and others. Let's let's have a listen. Football is a game where there are twelve guys on the field. I ran for more yards than any player in pro football history, but I didn't want to run of those yards by myself. There were 11 other guys on the field every time. It makes no sense that I get the recognition. So um, for all of those guys, the big guys, all those guys that worked hard for me, helped me out. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. You see, I can't be here without them. For all those coaches that gave so much time. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. 
and you went on and, and gave other people credit as well. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. after your playing career, you become a coach and a very successful one. We have to play it. This is your 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 famous uh, pregame speech before the 2004 Great Cup. Uh, Vic, let's roll that. Guys, I think myself a rational man. A guy who understands perspective about life and what's important. Part of it is this. It's when you truly care about somebody and you're willing to work together with them and you're really truly willing to do it, not just for your own good, but for their good first. When you think about somebody else first, they truly become family. Who are we? Who are we? Who are we? Now, when we go out there today, we've been talking about playing at another level. We've been talking about being dominant. And you know even why we've been dominant in the last few weeks? What's the word? What's the word? Because you got to hit somebody in this game. That's why we've been dominant. Now, when we go out there today, there's going to be a bigger audience that's ever seen football in this entire country in history. It's the biggest crowd ever. Now we got a chance to do what we talked about. We talked about playing this game at a level that nobody, nobody, nobody in any league, anywhere has ever played this game. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Now, when all when guys are watching in Calgary today, when they're watching in Calgary today, I want them to call up and see the thing in line. Listen, I've never seen anybody play the game like this. If I got a flat from Calgary, I'll do it. What's the word? What's the word? Guys, let's go out there today as a family and get it done from the first whistle to the last. Who are we? Who are we? Win on three. One, two, three. So tell me, uh, you guys went out and won the game. Uh, You can see the emotion and you, you can hear it in your voice. I mean, that was yeah. real, man. But was 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 tell me, was that did you have an idea what you wanted to say or did you just go out there and 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 uh ad lib it, let it flow? That dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I think you you try to have a little bit of an idea. But it never, yeah, stays on course, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, you start and yeah, something takes over, and and uh, I'm not sure who that guy was in me, but I'm glad I got him out of me. <laughs> well, the, the 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 family aspect. I mean, that's that's what you're talking about when you're mm-hmm. you know when you're talking about uh, you know your whole career, everything about you, right? It's just about you know. Uh, so. Uh, what what uh, you know you did make some the reference to family. What do you think makes a successful coach? Because you know you won the Great Cup. I mean, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, um, winning uh, the Great Cup doesn't necessarily uh, make you uh, a great coach. Um, uh, when we when we when we talk about excellence, right? Um, Part of it is uh, knowing um, what um, I think the best way to say it is um, great leaders are able to uh, give away their power, right? Uh, Empowering other people. Too many times as coaches, we we want the last word on everything. We want to do everything. We want to do it our way when we're the head coach. And uh, uh, and you hire great people, right? So that, you know, hopefully 
you know, when you hire an offensive coach, an offensive coordinator, that he's better at coordinating offenses that you are. The same with a defensive coordinator, same with the special teams coach, right? And and um, I, I truly believe uh, that as we get better uh, at as coaches, that we actually let go, right? And we are coaching less. And we are building people, uh, doing more of building people, empowering that coach, right, to be his very best, empowering uh, the quarterback to be his best, uh, empowering the linebacker to be his best. And uh, so certainly there is a bit of, of you know, the part of uh, being commanding, knowing when to make changes, uh, um, you know, uh, having to make the, the calls on the spot, whether it, you know, might be, uh, going for a fake or, you know, going for it on, on third down, those kinds of decisions, uh, uh, when penalties happen, you know, it, it, there's a lot of process that, that are involved in, in, in those kinds of things. Um, but I, um, I, I think when we're at our best is when, or when a coach is at his best is when he is giving space for everyone else to be at their best and, uh, and knowing when to push and knowing when to pull. Um, uh, so that, that whole concept, that whole idea uh, of, of leading um, is, is often uh, maybe at its best is best done from behind. Uh, so, uh, uh, some of the best leadership I've ever sort of witnessed has, has come from in behind, not in front. Uh, but when it's time to be, get in front, um, you need to be prepared to do mm -hmm. that as well. Right. Empowering them yeah. at the same time, trusting them to do their job, you know, that, that that's it empowered. Right. So now yes. you're, now you're a general manager and what a fine job you're doing coming off a great cup victory last November. And this current edition of the Argos is pretty darn good. Uh, five and oh, uh, and, uh, off to the best start in 63 years, uh, with a rookie quarterback. Now, how good is Chad Kelly going to be? Um, well, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we value him in, in what he brings to our team in a, a different way than most, right? Uh, he gives time. He gives so much time to our players. He's he's there for our guys, answering questions. Uh, you know, being patient, watching film. Uh, he does all the little things behind the scenes, um, and, and and that's you know what has really um, impressed us uh, when we we talk about him and his ultimate greatness. Uh, um, uh, it's best for history to tell that story. Uh, but what we do know is that he is giving himself and our team the best chance to be successful um, uh, because of the commitment that he is, the personal commitment that he is uh, making and the uh, relational um a way he is he is uh nurtured i really i really i like to say nurtured our team it, it is really a nurturing mm -hmm. it's almost a, a mothering process uh that he has taken into uh a, a manly you know uh environment if you will right uh and right. uh but he you know he he makes sure that guys you know 
stay and get it done and, and, and do things. And, you know, sometimes he has to kind of pull him a little bit and encourage him, but, but he does it in, in, in his own unique way. And uh, he's really hard to say no to. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you saw some of that when you, when you made the decision to sign him. Also the good lineage, right? Jim Kelly's nephew, right? So there's, <laughs> there's, there's that part of it, right? Yeah, I think everybody thinks about that part first, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But the the nice thing is that won't last for long because pretty soon, right? Yeah, Chad Kelly is going to be the first thing that comes out of your mouth, not not Jim Kelly. Right, right. And you know, and look at the yeah. stats: like twenty four out of twenty seven games, twenty out of twenty four. I mean, the guy's so consistent. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, 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 here's another Mike Mike Pinball Clemens quote. It's, it says, "The measure of a person is." What have you done for others? And I know that your wife Diane and, and is really involved with your 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 Michael Pinball Clemens Foundation, which is dedicated to helping disadvantaged youth. I remember doing a live hit with you and Diane a few years mm. back, and, and it's now 16 years since you founded uh, the Michael Pinball Clemens Foundation. Talk about some of the about the foundation and some of the work you've been able to to do as a result. Um, so. Um... I, I'd like to say that, um, you know, this is not about our foundation. It really is about giving. Um, uh, um, and, and I say that because uh, we hope that we don't bring any ego uh, to, to uh, th this whole idea. Um, we um, started you know, working in schools long ago, we had the STAR program and the SMILE program uh, where um, the SMILE program, uh, the S stood, for, we, it correlated to the five days of the week, a little acronym. The S was Monday, say something encouraging. Uh, on Tuesday, you meet someone new. On, mm -hmm. on Wednesday, you try to include everybody. Uh, on Thursday, laugh, but never at anyone else's expense. And and on Friday, be enthusiastic, right? And everybody's on enthusiastic on Friday right. in school, right? So, so um, you know, so we've done these, you know, done programs from early on, um, and we worked uh, as well uh, with uh, um, uh, shelter. Um, uh, we worked with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, with uh, um, Special Olympics and, and Easter Seals and, and uh, the Hospital Foundation and others. Uh, so, so when we started the foundation, the idea was is, is that um, uh, there was a, um, a group of young people we thought um, uh, who who were not thriving, right? Um, who mm -hmm. weren't getting those opportunities, and and so uh, with that, uh, with the foundation itself, our, our goal is to help uh, marginalized and racialized young people uh, at the point that we stop helping them. So um, uh, mm -hmm. I kid kid about it, and I probably shouldn't kid uh, because. Uh, uh, our government uh, does a great job in supporting young people, but but often kid and and uh, uh, about <clears throat> we we stop helping them when they're no longer cute and they talk back, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but that may may not be fair to say. Um, 
I'm saying that to someone who's ever heard me to say that, that, that say that's, you know, uh, probably not the right approach because we do do a great job supporting youth. But, uh, it is my feeling that that is maybe the, um, certainly one of the most important times, uh, so that the early help in education is really important. And so we don't want to discount that. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, when youth get to the point where, um, they are uh, uh, trying to make that life decision. Uh, school is done, right? And so mm -hmm. where do I go? And so we help them with books and tuition. And um, uh, we also um, uh, mentor them along the process. Uh, and not only do we have uh, personal mentorship for, for uh, uh, mental health and, and other, but we also have... Um, career development. So we mentor them that way as well. And, and each young person, uh, we get a job within 45 days of graduation. We have other young wow. people who are not going to college or university uh, that we mentor. We mentor about 3,000 young people uh, a year who are going, uh, or, or who are in an IT program that will go on to, to 80, 80 to 85% of them will, will get a job uh, after they finish this 15-week program. Um, uh, we, there's another program, uh, that's an, I, uh, not the IT program, but the, the, uh, uh, trades program, uh, that takes about a hundred young people, uh, uh, into a job, uh, every year. And so we mentor that group and we have a, another program that we've developed off of these two, uh, off of those two programs, uh, that is, uh, uh, foundations and administration where young people are working in, in the major banks and other places. Uh, and it's being sponsored by the banks as well. And so they're doing a really good job and, and, uh, they're taking on some of those, uh, uh, students as, as well as, and so this is uh, a 15 week micro credential program that goes straight into a job. Uh, in the past, uh, we've, we've raised, uh, over a million pounds of, of food for the food bank. Uh, we've built 200 classrooms in developing countries. And, and um, uh, we've also built a couple of orphanages in Haiti and uh, uh, a, a hospital in Uganda. And, and so um, these are the kinds of things that, that um, we have tried to invest in, helping those who are most marginalized in our communities. Well, um, to make a football analogy, I guess, it's kind of like uh, the other programs before you came along sort of played a half of football and then dropped the ball, yeah. right? It's yeah. like you got the yes. second, yes. third quarter, fourth quarter here. We're finishing the game and helping these people, yes. you know, get integrated into society in a, in a real positive yes. way. And it's working yes. fantastically well. Now, so yeah. American by birth, Canadian by choice, uh, you and Diane became Canadian citizens I know that this was a, a huge deal for, for the Clements family. Obviously, your daughters were all born here, but uh, for your wife and you to become uh, Canadian citizens was a big deal. So here's a clip. I, I just want to say thank you uh, to my fellow Canadian citizens. Thank you for embracing our family. Thank you for loving our family. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be a part of you. We're so excited and we don't ever want to live without you. Can't, can't ever see life without you. It's great to be Canadian. And it's great to have you in Canada, Mike Pinball Clemens. I want to say too that there's a book, uh, 
that was written by Perry Lefko, Pinball, The Making of a Canadian Hero, a biography. Uh, your thoughts on having a book written about you? Um, I, um, uh, I, I, I get squeamish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, yeah to, to be quite honest uh yeah that that whole thing um uh hope hopefully um you know it will encourage someone or 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 uh you know cause them to maybe uh you know look at things differently find a greater vision uh something positive but uh um yeah um uh, I'm not into books about me, <laughs> so it's it's uh, yeah. But I, I had to kind of read over some of the stuff to kind of you know say okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I had my wife do most of the reading because yeah, it just it, yeah you <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, you it's do, hard. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You, it's it's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. Well, yeah, right. We, we, it's like somebody called. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm reading about me. <laughs> like, no, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that doesn't sound like you. Um, yeah. Uh, a Canadian legend. Now, you 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 uh, share a birthday with the with the civil rights legend Martin Luther King. Uh, what do you take from his legacy, and how do you try to incorporate that into into your own what you're leaving behind? Mm, uh, one of my favorite quotes of his. I often. Um, uh, have uh, addressed is is one that he um, he says the concepts of love and power have been contrasted as polar opposites in our society. In order to exercise love, we must resign ourselves of power and vice versa. He said, "But love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power without love is reckless and abusive. Indeed, power at its best is love. The two are synonymous." And um, and really, that's wow. what I believe he stood for. Right. Yeah. It, he was really uh, a person who put others before himself. Right. And mm -hmm. and uh, as we really love, uh, you know, as we really show love. Right. It is uh, the greatest healing power in the world. Uh, uh, love is when we truly understand uh, what it is, because a lot of times we think it's touchy feely. Uh, love is tough. Love puts you before me, right? It, it says that that uh, I'm going to put my bride before myself. I'm going to put you, Joe, right before my own needs, right? And and if we learn to do that consistently, um, we uh, uh, we change the world very simply. Loving others, mm -hmm. putting yourself. Uh, uh, behind others, like putting others above yourself. It sounds like another guy yeah. I know is uh, Mike Pinball Clemens. So uh, finally, what's the best advice you've ever received? Ah, you know, there's a little thing about advice. They say the wise don't need it and a fool won't heed it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, the um, best is, advice is, is uh, Probably um, the you know back in um, as a kid, um, my mom would always uh, give me good information. She she told me that school was most important, right? And so uh, I was able to you know see that above uh, uh, the sports part, right? So you know many athletes, um, you know. 
uh, would actually put the sport part first. And, and so she really encouraged me in that area. So uh, my mom uh, gave me the greatest foundation, uh, the greatest support, the most, uh, the best advice uh, that I've ever see- received in my life. And, um, and it is because of her that we're chatting here today. And, and uh, so uh, I think it's only fitting that she has the last word. Well, we, we are really grateful that your journey has taken you here and, uh, you know, it worked out pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Mike, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and for taking the time to join us. No ordinary Joe. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. More sports when we come back. Appreciate you too, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> My Cosas West Pick of the Week. Last week, I took the number three horse, Ways and Means, in the opening race at Mohawk Thursday night. The $104,000 first leg of the Millard Farm Series for two-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings. Unfortunately, he broke stride before he even got to the gate. In fact, there were several stride breaks in this one. Number five, Strutton Yankee with Sylvan Philly on in the buggy. was able to hold it together, paying $15 to win. Gone goodbye was second. The 514 tractor paid $87.20, 201 and four at the time. Todd LePage, the owner and trainer of Strutton Yankee. This week, I'm looking at the Ontario Sire Stakes Gold Series second leg, two year old Philly Trotters. I like the seven horse Classy Royale, who won the opening leg a couple weeks back. An impressive win it was. Jody Jamison drives. I also like the 357 Exactor and Triactor. For all the racing updates, visit Costa TV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to hpibet.com for your wagering options. Joe Tilly Sports is brought to you by COSA, Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, providing a united voice for harness horse people racing at Ontario tracks. Check out your benefits today at COSAonline.com and check out COSA TV on Facebook and YouTube for all the latest harness news and live action updates. Live racing year-round. Go to HPIBet.com for all your wagering options. Become a member today and your first bet is free. That's HPIBet.com. Addiction Rehab Toronto, Toronto's number one alcohol and drug treatment center, saving lives, reuniting families. The only treatment center in the province to offer medical detox, treatment, sober living, and lifetime aftercare all in one place. Our unique and specialized programs are designed to equip our clients with the tools to successfully lead a life of dignity, respect, and purpose. Let us help save your life or your loved one's life. Call today for more information or to facilitate an intervention. 1-855-787-2424 or visit addictionrehabtoronto.ca. Guests on Joe Tilly Sports receive a gift certificate from Classica Imports. Top of the line, imported men's clothing. Check out the Classica Essential Collection now. Go to shopclassica.com. And we want to thank all the folks who make this show possible. These are friends, trusted business associates, and all-around great people. We highly recommend them all. Thank you for your support 
of Canadian and local sports. A reminder that the show is available on Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, as well as Spanglish Network, Zingo TV, and Bus TV Live. And also check out the show on YouTube. All of our past great shows and clips are on there. Like and subscribe. It is absolutely free. There's shorts. Take a look. Check it out. I think you'll be impressed. Thanks once again to Michael Pinball Clemens for being on the show. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. Do you want to buy or sell a home? Could 31 years of real estate experience help you? Why not speak to an amazing team that loves to overpromise and overdeliver? Aldo has a tremendous team of experts on staff. They are committed to making your next real estate transaction smooth and comfortable. Call 416 Get Aldo or visit getaldo.com. Brian Gribben Insurance Planning, helping you solidify your financial future. At BGIP, what we do that's unique in the marketplace is we show people how to spend and enjoy their money in their early years of retirement without the fear of running out. Also, we're able to do this without you having to change financial advisors. Please look us up at bgip.ca today. Let's book a 30-minute phone call to see how we can bring value to you and your family in your planning. Call Brian today for all your retirement needs. We did. 905-686-5678. Joe Tilly here. My wife, Penny Claire, and I recently took an amazing trip to Egypt and Jordan with Trip Oppo. And here are our top 10 must-dos. Last but not least, we relaxed at a luxury resort and took a dip in the famous Dead Sea. This beautiful resort was a perfect way to cap off our incredible adventure in Egypt and Jordan. After days of exploring ancient ruins and bustling markets, it was wonderful to just kick back, put on a little mud, and soak up the sun by the Dead Sea. Oh, I almost forgot to mention the amazing cuisine in Egypt and Jordan. Don't forget to try the delicious local food like mouth-watering Egyptian barbecue. And the best part is that our trip Oppo tour includes almost all of the meals so you can indulge in the local cuisine without worrying about opening your wallet. I would highly recommend that you book your next trip through Trip Oppo. Call them today. Attention security seekers, ready to take control? Introducing Corporate Protection and Investigative Services your ultimate solution. Retailers tired of losing profits to theft? Our retail loss prevention experts have you covered. Mobile patrol, close body protection, insured door persons, we've got your security needs covered from all angles. Background investigations and civil recovery programs, trust us for thorough solutions. Licensed by the Ministry of Solicitor General, fully insured and bonded. Visit www corporateprotection.ca or call 1-800-827-1692 for top-notch security and private investigation services. MNP, a leading Canadian national accounting tax and business accounting firm. MNP proudly serves and responds to the need of their clients in the private, public, and non-profit sectors. Through partner-led engagements, MNP provides a collaborative, cost-effective approach to do business and personal strategies to help people and organizations to succeed across the country and around the world. With local offices in Oshawa, Mississauga, Burlington, and more, their team is here to support you.
Visit mnp.ca today to learn more. God damn it. For the Shot of the Week is brought to you by Sleepy Hollow Country Club. 60 years of tradition, providing a challenging and enjoyable golf experience just minutes from Toronto.